I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The Soul Path of Awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Lights. I hope you can hear me because we are having some technical difficulties. Hello, everyone. Welcome, if you can hear me. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache and the Soul Tribe, the Soul Posse, the Soul Path Community. Um, if you're listening by internet, that's great. If you're listening by computer, if you want to listen in the chat, you can. If you want to ask questions in the chat and chit chat, you need to just do a, you know, email password kind of thing. Um, if you would like to listen by phone, that number is three four seven five three nine five one two two, and press one on your keypad um, if you have a question or comment. Three four seven five three nine five one two two. I do have a bit to share, uh, kind of a little bit here that I want to get to, but I want to know if I am on air. <laughs> so I am going to uh, get to callers. Uh, share a bit, see what's going on, go with the flow here and see what's happening. Um, oh, before I do that, I really want to remind everyone it would mean so much to me and really be a sense of energy exchange and support if you would subscribe to Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube and also Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube. That would be so great. And if you would also take the time, when you have a chance, when you're scrolling around, when you're listening to other podcasts, when you're just exploring either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you would uh, leave a five-star, you know, you could leave a positive, affirming, supportive review if you want, but just give it five stars. If you're not going to give it five stars, eh, then don't bother, please. Um, I'm really, really wanting to reach more people. We're going to also be asking for uh, support because this has all been volunteer, community-based uh, podcast. We have had some sponsors reach out to us, but I did not feel they were a match. Um, so anyway, just want to connect, reach more people. We are coming into the time of the gathering, the great gathering, this part of Awakening. And I'm going to be talking a lot about that on the uh, on this podcast, as well as more in depth into the Soul Path and Soul Awakening um, Patreon uh, Soul Tribe, our community Soul Tribe. If you want to know more about your soul, your soul path, your soul destiny, your soul mission, your soul purpose, 
how to experience and express more from the soul, how to manifest from the soul. If you want a deeper dive into metaphysics and spirituality, and you also want to prepare for the upcoming times, the shifts, and how to align to the new emerging consciousness, and really know that you are a part of this new paradigm co-creating this, then please consider joining um, my Patreon. And um, especially the, the Soul Path Journeyer tier, we meet once a month. I love, 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 just like I love doing awakenings. I've got to tell you, I love connecting with people through Patreon. For me, that model, to be able to show the behind the scenes in my life, share my downloads, my learnings, what I'm receiving from spirit or God, what I'm receiving from the spiritual hierarchy and the oversouls, preparing people for the economic changes, preparing people for the pandemic, what's coming up, you know, all of that I love. And just sharing and getting the feedback and connecting more with people. I mean, I really, really, I, I feel so honored, so blessed, so fulfilled. Um, and I got into it kind of slowly, and now I've been doing it more, probably maybe sometimes too much content. I also do once a month extended readings there, but it's not just about the readings. It's just it's a lot about learning and growing and sharing and connecting and supporting each other. And I have a place for my my sharings, whether from workshops or channeling or what I've learned. Um, one of the creative collaborators that I work with, uh, Jen, she calls me the content queen. And it's true. From so many years of training and schooling and workshops and apprenticing and teaching and mentoring, and I mean, I, I do. I, I've gotten a lot of information because I just love opening up to receive but also putting things together in a way that makes sense that's life-enhancing, that's helpful, that gives a, a picture and a how-to, you know, distilling stuff into bite-sized information, you know, little bites, little bits of wisdom, right? Little bites and also bits, B-Y-T-E-S as well. All right, gang, three four seven five three nine five one two two. I wanted to share some stuff about the Law of Return, Pluto and Aquarius. I'm going to do that, but I think I'm going to intersperse it a little bit with callers so I know, hey, does anybody hear me? Or am I just talking in the wind? It's just, it's just like a live YouTube where you realize that YouTube has malfunctioned and you've been talking to yourself and nothing ever recorded. You never went live. You're just looking in the mirror with your hairbrush as a microphone. Guys, ever do that as a kid? I know we did before we got instruments growing up because we had a little band. We had our hairbrush. <laughs> All right, let's see what's shaking here. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. We can hear you. <laughs> okay, could you hear me? This is this is um this is Miranda. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Miranda. Did you hear me before that before the BTR whatever the the intro was was that I, I, it was, I No, I missed you that. You just heard me. Okay, well no, you were on, so I guess it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So it was so strange mm -hmm. because when I logged in, you know, there's this message mm -hmm. flashing. I tried to click it off and then it kept coming. And mm -hmm. there was just all this silence. It didn't it didn't say Oh. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you know, one minute going live, right, 30 right, seconds. It right. didn't do that. It just was quiet. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just me. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Miranda. What's your question? Thank you so much. Um, yeah. yeah, so you, I've talked to you before about my condo. It was on the market, and I took it off, obviously. Mm. It's not the right time. Good. But somebody good, good, good. that saw it when it was on came back recently. I'm wondering if you pick up anything about them. Are they serious? Will they make an offer? Oh, I saw somebody coming back, right? Mm, you did. I'm wondering if, if it's them or and did they else. And, like, did they do the, and did they do that yet? Have they done that yet? Mm-hmm. They came back. They oh, had they seen did it when it was on the market. They came back. Yes. Yeah. And they asked to come okay. back and see it while it was off. And I'm wondering if you see them being serious. Ah, or... I have been redeemed, Miranda. My prediction Tell came me. true. <laughs> well, will they make an let's, offer? <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. See. Well, it does show. It. I don't know. It does show someone that has looked at it. That's the best thing I can tell you. I feel like. Um, and you've probably had to reduce the price, right? Because I, I, my prediction a few years ago, I told all mm-hmm. my clients, do not buy yet. The market is going mm-hmm. to tank. I, I, I visioned, I saw all these visions with like for sale mm-hmm. signs and all this product mm-hmm. on the market. Mm-hmm. I feel they're back and forth. I, I, you know what? I got to tell you, I do feel a sale coming up relatively quickly. I don't know if I'd say the next okay. month or two. I can't. I'm not going to give you timing. It could eke into the springtime, but. 5,000%, I feel it is somebody that comes, that's seen it. Because there is a family. I don't know if it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, I see a man and a woman, but then I see an older woman. So I don't know if it's like auntie, tia, grandma, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the realtor. I don't know. But I see them going back and forth, back and forth. And um, the people that looked at it, are they are they olive-complected? Or mi- yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iranian or Middle Eastern or something. I, I get brown skin, right? I get their Indian. Of, I, Indian. Oh, Indian. Yeah. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. I see brown skin. I see so olive. Indian. Yeah. Olive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Olive skin, mm-hmm. and I see mm-hmm. um, dark hair. Ooh, I'm tapping mm-hmm. into them. You know why? Because they're contemplating mm-hmm. it right as we speak, and they're talking oh. to an older woman, and I she's a little mm-hmm. more on the plumpy side. So hmm. it could be a mother, an auntie, a grandma, and um, I don't know. It might hmm. be them. My ears the are tingling come... this time, is, but is there that is a good sign for you. Oh yeah, well because hmm. I can hear them talking psychically. That's oh. how I got such a good picture of hmm. them. I hmm. even see like somebody is wearing traditional Indian garb. See the olive skin, hmm. dark hair, brown. They're, they've got hmm. quite a large family. Uh, extended, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. talking about it. They wa- mm-hmm. someone really wants it, and someone mm-hmm. isn't sure. There's something about the. Are there mm-hmm. stairs? Where are the stairs? Or is there like a? There's no stairs. There's no stairs on the no. outside. Like a. No, no, I don't. No. What is that? No I wonder stairs. that I'm seeing. Maybe that's where they're at right now. Where I see them talking. Maybe that's where they're. Yeah, yeah. That could be where mm-hmm. they're at now because they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't want stairs, but I almost feel like there it's no outside. Stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm seeing them so clearly. I'm seeing where they're at. Not mm-hmm. inside stairs. I don't know what you call it. Outside mm-hmm. stairs where you go out like a fire mm-hmm. escape or yeah. something. Um, Whoever's no, looking, I no. feel like they're more in a 
condo or an apartment, I feel. Maybe that's why they want to get a bigger place. Maybe mm-hmm. they're upgrading. Um, mm-hmm. But all I can tell you psychically, and you confirmed it, I see them talking about it. They're very, very, very strongly considering. It's just one is wavering. I, she may come and want to look or look again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there. That's all. that's what I can tell you right now without doing a deeper dive into the reading, without, you know, um, but... So I would be hopeful, I would be patient, a little more relaxed, and I would be hopeful um, for me to get that much information on a mini read, because this is not like a personal mm-hmm. or private reading, it does mean that mm. something's clicking with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I just hope it's be, be by the end of the year, because I mean, I, I mean, I will re-listen this spring, but obviously I'd hope if it's someone that comes back and you see it maybe in a month or two, um, it's got to be them, I don't think, unless this. Well, all I can it's, tell you, because mm-hmm. i got to scoot, and this is not a private mm-hmm. reading, all I can tell you is they're definitely thinking mm-hmm. about it. I can feel their yeah. energy, um, yeah. and I can see them, and you confirmed with what they look like. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would just right. kind of, I mean, already my predictions come through. Just rela- kind of relax on it. Stuff have to, has to be worked out. I think me telling you to create that vacuum, create a vacuum now. you got some good information Create the vacuum so they can come toward because it's it's probably I feel down to your place and w- one other place. There's another place, but that's out of the. They don't. I don't know. The older lady doesn't want to spend that kind of money. It makes me think that they're not just buying this on their own. There's somebody else contributing mm. either financially mm-hmm. and or to uh, the decision. Should be a parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, or a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parent, auntie, grandma, something. Someone older is what somebody. I'm getting. Mm. Hmm. All uh, right, Miranda. Good luck. It's coming let soon. You know. well, this Thank is a positive sign. So. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. All right. Take care, Michelle. Bye. Bye. Okay, gang. I'm going to get to callers, but I do want to share because there's some information that came through, uh, and I had some email questions. By the way, anybody can email me awakeningspodcast at gmail dot com with your questions, or if you put it questions or topics you want to know. Uh, whether on my YouTube channel, uh, Soul Insights and Tarot, or Awakenings with Michelle Mache, or comment on Instagram. I really don't do the direct messages because I get so many of them, and some of them are so spammy. Um, But if I see something or if it comes right in my inbox, then I will address it. Now, this may have something to do with Miranda also because we're um, having a little – law of return so i want you guys to kind of make a note of this there's going to be a lot that's coming back around especially next year uh with with pluto going into aquarius mid-january uh, and it'll go back in capricorn towards the end of the year and then and then back into pluto it's got into aquarius um something that is starting to happen is the law of return um, it's a very strong metaphysical principle. It is a universal law, and it's, it also goes on that premise of what is ours. What you know, what is what we want wants us, and what is ours comes to us. Now, I also feel when this morning in my meditation with the guides, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is also I feel like part of the eclipses. This is one of the functions of the eclipses because the eclipse energy brings us back on track. And so for the newbie, you know, newbie, neophyte metaphysicians that say, oh, 
you can't make a mistake. You're always on the right path or right track. You'll always get where you're meant to go. No, that's not true. You'll get a facsimile. You know what a fax is? You know, you'll get a facsimile. Uh, you'll get a screen grab of it, a screenshot maybe, um, if you kind of mess it up. Or do you want the real deal? Do you want the real photo? Or do you want the photo, the, the a photo, a duplicated photo? Or do you want the real photo? Or do you want the real thing? So metaphysically, we have this law of return where situations come back. And some of you have heard me describe this as the ring. The ring comes back. And so you may have been going for that platinum ring or that gold ring, right? Or, and then... You, you're not ready. And usually it's our emotions, which connects to our soul. So when we are not, haven't done enough emotional healing or repatterning to align more to the soul matrix, the soul, our soul design, soul blueprint, and we've all done it. We've all been off path. Just like it's possible to be on path or on track, it's possible to be off track. We get as much done as we can within our vibrational frequency and what we're meant to learn and experience here. But things come back around. So you might miss the gold ring and then the silver ring comes up. You might miss the silver and then the lead comes up. And maybe you miss the lead and the pewter, you know, or the pewter comes up and then the lead. And and you may miss things and then it may be the plastic ring, you know, or the beer tab ring. And what you need to do is you need to know that because everything works vibrationally on what is most life-enhancing. Um, that is the magician card, or the idea of the magician making the less ideal more and more ideal metaphysically. So sometimes you, you're you at your wit's end, and you're like, I better take this. I better get all the help and support. That's why I do all the workshops I do. That's why I do all the you know, Patreon and courses because it can be hard. We can have a vision or an idea of what we want, especially even before we incarnate. But then when we get into the earth matter, the denser reality of emotions up and down, wounding, this experience, that experience, fluctuating energies, you know, we may not have the energy or the support to 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 make it through. So if you get that plastic ring you may say, oh, God, this isn't what I really wanted, but it's close enough or it's similar. It can turn it step by step, and then there can be an exponential leap. That plastic ring, you could be working really hard right now and going, my God, I'm working so hard and I'm hardly getting a payoff, or I'm getting some of what I want but not really. But you keep at it, you keep at it. Whatever it is for you, whatever it is you're wanting to manifest or draw in or whatever you're working on, it's kind of like even working out, getting into shape or, or rehabbing from an injury. And so you're at that plastic ring and you're just going. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, my God, it's a lead ring now. Oh, my God, I'm getting the pewter ring. Oh, my God, I got the silver. And then all of a sudden you jump to the platinum. And you're like, how did that happen? So it is possible to have these exponential leaps. Now, part of what's happening on this earth plane right now is with this law of return brings back unfinished business to clear up, I would say, once and for all, but it's not happening in one, two, three years. It's probably anywhere from a 30 to 50-year cycle or between now and 2050 is the, is the chunk of it, so however long that is. 
think a little over 30 years, right? 30 some odd years, was that like 37 years or something, um, or 27 years. So this time period in 27 years, we've got this great cycle. A lot of you know as astrologers, we're in a a 20-year great cycle. Um, But that 27 years, we are in transition. We are ending an epoch. We are ending a paradigm. It is going to bring back conflicts, wars, you know, the, the whole idea with the, the Muslim, the the Jew. I don't even want to say Jewish because I don't feel it's Jewish. It, it's the Israeli-Palestine, you know, conflict, and I really feel for both, both, both sides. And I feel for the Palestinians because they're not being supported by the United States. There's a whole weird, and I don't want to get all into it in political because there is a weird thing with you know certain cultures, certain races, certain religions that has to play out. And I touched on it in my podcast last week. These old, holy, really unholy, unwhole, not coming from wholeness, wars, whether within ourselves to try to get wholeness, which means connecting from the soul. These are all egoic. These are all playing out the victim abuser, the bully, the bullied, the invader, dominator, martyr complex. It's all, you know, the passive, it's all playing out. And it has to play out in these ancient, to the ancient times, the ancient civilization times, because this is when this patterning started on this earth plane. So you're going to see a lot coming up, not just racially. And I remember a lot of times people, years ago when people, I was channeling about this time, people were like, oh, it's going to be a race war. And I said, no, it's not. It's not going to be a race war. It's going to be an every kind of conflict or, or war. war. Um, but it's going to be a lot based on what pre- people's perceived values are or perceived identity. It's very egoic of what's playing out. It's very much about the wounding of the ego, um, the wounding of the inner child that hasn't uh, healed. And it plays out psychologically to between age two and three, maybe four. Any of you that are parents or are teachers, this developmental age is the is the age of the beginning of the I of identification of you know uh, individuation right and a lot of people are stunted at that age you know uh, even I remember one of my psychology classes it was the statistic was that most people when they marry their psychological age is between two and three they're trying and that's the age, a lot of that early development let's say between Infancy, somewhere around there to about five at the most is when you have, and really it's three to four, is when you have that those personality disorders that that happen um, because of you know upbringing, because of patterning, emotional patterning, relational patterns. So yeah, and that's what we learned in the course. And so people are meeting like you're going to solve my problems, you're going to heal my inner child, and that's that projection phase. Oh, they love me, they take care of me. This, you know, there's all this projection going on from all these unmet needs that haven't been fully addressed and we're trying to address it through the other. So you're going to see a lot of that coming up. You already do, right? And it is also that polarity of that Aries, North Node, Libra, South Node of the self, of identification, and the other with Libra. 
you know, the merging, how do we get along, and with the I don't want to compromise of Aries, there's a lot of learning in that. And then you couple it with we're going, we're moving more into the mental realm um, of manifestation and creation, understanding how our thoughts and our emotions, our energy and motion, our feelings, um, that sometimes inspiration creates a manifested reality. So we have to go back to those ancient times, Egypt, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Roman times, you know, ancient Celtic times, you know, all over, planetarily. This is why you're going to see a lot of skirmishes, a lot of stuff coming up, not just relation, you know, uh, religion, race, culture, status, you know, because there, there, there's a lot of fear. And it, we have to go back to ancient Babylonian time, Sumerian, Mesopotamia, Atlantean, Lemuria. That is a huge template that is being flushed out right now. And it is the natures within ourselves and our cells, C-E-L-L-S, cells, the cellular structure within us. So don't be surprised. I've been talking about this on Patreon. I've been doing videos on this and preparing and going, look, it's, it's, it, but you have to notice it's a, it, to some degree it's a distraction even though it's, it's very heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching to see the behaviors of people that are trying to assert power, that are, that are dominating, and the people that are trying to free from that domination. And... It has to be worked out. It has to be lived out while we also co-create a parallel reality through the new emerging consciousness. So we're going to have both, you know, kind of going. And it, and it is what we're going to see is the, the mind virus. What is created mentally within the, within the life? How do people get in our mind? How do beliefs and ideologies get in our mind? How does a seemingly very compassionate person just blow up and have road rage or the person or the quiet person down the street just freak out and hurt somebody you know what i mean disconnect from source not connected to their own inner knowing they're connected to ideology identity they're connected to outer religion but not spirituality they're not connected to their spirituality you can't be because you don't, not you just don't think like that, you don't feel like that. And that's how we know when we're connected to a lower vibration. And we all have it. I, I had it the other day. I, had, I used to be on a platform called Union. And by the way, I would not suggest working with them. Not, unethical. So I, I started with them in the beginning. I had a contract. Some of you did workshops with me through them and... Um, I decided to part ways because I really wasn't using the platform as much. And some ways they were great. It was great to have the customer service or be able to refer students and say, oh, union support will help. Um, but I found some of the things that I was promised wasn't happening as far as the platform and the way that I would use it as a therapist, life coach, teacher. You know, it, It's mainly for yoga and for um, – fitness classes. So it's very different interface um, 
and vibe. Because when people come for courses and classes online, you really want to create a vibe. Um, you really want to be able to personalize. Any, anyway, there were other things. So I was having my assistant, one of the people that greatly helps me, Casey, download the videos and upload them to Dropbox uh, of my courses and classes. And all of a sudden I noticed charges coming in my account, taking the money taken out from Union. I'm like, what is this? No, there's, I haven't been using the platform for seven months. And so I asked them what's going on, and I told her, I go, well, maybe it thinks that you're a student and downloading and watching the videos, so don't, because I know I'm charged for replays. That's how platforms go. Uh, and by the way, they offered me to come back. First, it was 100 a month, and they said, well, you're, you know, OG, your legacy, you could do 50, you've been here with us, and I'm like, no, you know, and very rude. They were very rude about the, the whole process of this. And... So I reached out to him by email, and they said, um, first of all, they gave me the runaround. Nobody responded. And then I thought, oh, maybe maybe something's malfunctioning because it's my content. And then I get this very terse email, very short. That's right. Uh, this, they charged me this amount of money um, for downloading my videos. And I'm like, well, they're my videos. This is not for students. This is... I'm not making any money off of these downloads. This is my, I'm moving my content. It's my content. It, 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 it's my, you know, profile page. I'm not a student. I'm not a, you know, this isn't, um, what do you call it, um, retail. And they said, that's what you're charged. And I just wrote back, I just said, you know, that's kind of ridiculous to charge the content creator for their own content. And then also it's, you know, not nice and it's unethical. I go, this is unethical business practice. And then they didn't respond. Well, I would talk to my bank and I thought, oh, I'm going to tweet about it. I thought all this stuff and I thought I'm going to do And I thought, you know what, just to make a point, because I do believe sometimes we do need to follow things through, even if something isn't like, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was the fact. And I wrestled with it. I went back and forth. I almost did say some things, you know, or, oh, I could, report them to Better Business Bureau, and then I remember, I I processed myself, I processed, I looked at it, and I thought, this is part of the problem with a lot of the people in the yoga community or quote-unquote spiritual community. They do not do their inner work. They do not reflect. They're not doing their emotional healing, emotional repatterning. They are bullying, just like the people there say they're trying not to be like, like a lot of, not all, but some mainstream you know, companies, organizations, corporations, or some governments, or some factions of government. You know, they're trying to be polypositive and namaste, but they're doing the same thing because of the old paradigm. Anyway, I let it go. I I went back and forth, went back and forth, talked to a couple friends, and then, oh, what are you going to do? You should do this. That's illegal what they're doing. And I go, I know, it's illegal. And then I kind of just left it, and I just felt this lightness. I went, oh, okay, well, you lo- win some, you lose some. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking. I, I lost on that one. Uh, maybe if it was a lot more money, maybe I would be more invested. But I thought there was a time I would do something, follow through, and make a point. But then I just I rose above. I said, that's why you're moving on, Michelle. I saw both sides, and I thought, you know what? They're posers. They're trying. They're putting something out there in the world that is really not them, and that's why I'm not with them anymore. And there was always kind of this idea of ethics. What's 
ethical with this company. And though on some levels I was very appreciative, it opened some you know doors for me. And it was something that I had dreamed up around 2011, and the and the platforms just weren't there. So I was excited when I got asked to be on this platform, and they you know brought me on board and. We did the whole onboarding thing, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is very corporate. Yeah, it's so corporate, and I'm not corporate. That's not my world. And a lot of the terminology they had in the meetings, it was so corporate. I'd have to ask my corporate friends or clients, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what onboarding, yeah, that, that means they're, you know, showing you the robes, grooving you in, and they did all this branding, and I was like, it was a pretty interesting trip. Um but now I'm back doing things how I did before. I'm open to other opportunities. But what I guess I'm trying to say is, you know, even I had to wrestle with something. And maybe I made the right choice. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I should have pushed more. But I did come. To, I did look at both sides, and I rose above, and I came to a place where I'm just like, because I forgot about it. That's what happened. And that's what happens with most of our problems. Once you, your vibrational frequency shifts, you then can consciously decide without emotional charge what is right action. And that's what happened. I had a shift. There was all this space. I got busy in life and creating and doing videos and all my clients and doing all this. And then I went, oh, yeah. And I didn't have the I've been hurt or harmed energy around it anymore. I didn't have, you know, yes, I had been victimized for sure, but I wasn't hanging out in the victimhood of, oh, me, oh, this or that, and I thought, do you really want to do this? You know, what do you want to do with this from a higher vibrational perspective? And I thought, oh, I didn't even know I was going to talk about this today, but it kind of fits in. And I just thought, you know what, unless you have a different decision, maybe maybe in a week or two it will be different, maybe in a day or two it will be different, but right now there's other stuff for me to do, and I don't have the charge um, I have more the confirmation of this is part of the issue or problem within the existing paradigm that we're shifting out of, is this exact kind of behavior. And if a, a, a spiritual group or quote-unquote yoga community is doing this, I mean, unfortunately, they're kind of the worst offenders. I've seen some of the worst behavior with spiritual centers and very well-known quote-unquote spiritual experts, authors, and spiritual centers because they completely bypass the emotional body. And this is why you're seeing so much stuff come up around shadow work or uh, psychosomatic work focusing on or focusing on somatic psychology, that whole body and mind and the emotions. You know, it was a long time people didn't want to look at the emotions or emotional body. But the emotions and the emotional body is what directly connects you to your soul. So the more you're out of balance or unhealed, emotional wounding, you know, I mean, we're always healing, but healed to a certain degree, you will not be able to connect with your soul. It's just a fact. You know, it, those those woundings block the connection, just like the, they, just like they block the connection of us connecting with other people. So, yeah, it's, 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 it all kind of makes common sense. And it always goes back to us. How do we bring more consciousness and more awareness to what we're doing? And, and we have to rise above. I, I had to wrestle and rise up. And I knew I was holding on to it. I was fuming. 
and I wanted to shoot off more emails. I wanted to call. I thought I'll make a meeting with the owner, and then I one of my clients kn- knows the owner and proceeded to t- tell me how they, you know, some things that they were doing when they were, you know, teaching yoga, and they had worked privately with this person in a different company, in a different capacity. And she was like, oh, it doesn't surprise me what you're telling me. And so I kind of had to go back and forth, wrestle with it, wrestle with it. And I'm like, okay, it's something is being worked out. And I'm not coming from that place anymore of I've got to do something about it because some, this is so wrong. I've been wronged. Because in essence, they wronged themselves. Their behavior is is communicating to the universe far more than I could you know, on a 3D, 4D, um, 4D level. So be aware of it. This is part of that law of return. I always looked at the law of return as what, what's yours or what the next level of your soul expression and experience and opening or opportunity. But it's not just that. And we're visiting, and I'm going to talk about this more, but not because I want to get the callers. I'll probably do it next week, talk about the miasms, the, the mind viruses, and what that means with Saturn and Pisces and Neptune and Pisces and this whole thing with the religions and spirituality and living with intentionality and what the, what this energetic transit means for us on a mental, emotional level to get to the higher dimensions of spirit, the higher dimensional spiritual realm. Everything is spirit. Everything is spiritual energy. Everything has consciousness within it. Everything is conscious to varying degrees. Of, and, and has a, a level of awareness. And everything that extends from us or that is of us that we have or own or that is within our sphere has aspects, remnants of our consciousness, and our, our, our resonance. It has our frequency to it. When we buy something, we have the frequency of those that have made it, created, put it together, sold it, whatever, and then it melds with ours. So we have some very interesting times coming ahead if we can see with the this, this psychic eye, the third eye, if we can see and feel through resonance and frequency because that's what's going to lead us. I knew not to act on this because I was all tied up in knots, so to speak, in my stomach and my mom. I was like, ah, let's get this done. I can't believe they did this. But then as the resonance, you know, I, I began to shift and I aligned more to my through my higher self to my soul and you know the energetic shifting started happening more I could see more clearly what was going on in my small part in it for what I understand and stand for and I could come to more conscious awareness so maybe that has a some reference for you in your life at this time what are you what do you what's been done to you what are you wrestling with you know and 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 how can you get to that centered place? By the way, in my um, Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube channel, there is a great attunement. I think it's, in, it's called Ascension Attunement Meditation. It is, I think, in the meditation playlist. I, I did it years ago. I received it from the, from the guides and the oversouls. I did it in a workshop, and it really does work um, for this kind of stuff. I may I may link it. I may link it, link it, link it to something. Yeah, the attunement, ascension, and it is that. Because that's what all ascension is. It's not us popping up into the sky or another dimension. 
the ascension is an attunement. So what does it mean? When we ascend, we just get out of the extremes of polarity. We get out of being stuck in the duality of right or wrong or um, being abused and the abuser. All that plays out. Even in that situation with me, all of that was playing out. I was watching. I'm like, wow, they're actually abusing. They're emotionally abusing and they're abusing their power. And they're not coming from the space of let's talk about this or jump on the phone and go, hey, let let me talk about this. It was very condescending. I mean, I won't get into the emails back and forth that I received from the emails I received from them. Some of them I didn't even respond to at one point because with in this whole, you know, getting off their platform, um, moving on, so to speak. I, and I can only say probably they're not doing well financially because there was so much going. There was so much. We'll delete your account unless you do the. Unless you, you know, sign a contract with a, a new contract, you know, it was like, whoa, 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 hold on, namaste. So, so to be able to see what is the other person or other side or group going through, if they're in the middle of processing, I don't want to get in that. That's not my place. And and maybe that's for hours, weeks, maybe it's for years. Or I have to find a way to interface with that kind of energetic and and mental, emotional, belief, construct, and behavior um, that is not too jarring. Uh, and it may jar me, but then, of course, I meditate and I bounce back. So I hope that has some relevance for you, relevance for you. And those of you that emailed me about this, um, thank you for the email, and I will get to the other questions um, next week. All right, let's get back to callers. Hey, 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 you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Valerie. How are you? Hi, Val. I felt your energy. In fact, I thought Miranda was going to say this is Valerie. Hello, hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm dealing with a finance company who um, <clears throat> they put down an outdoor deck, which I did not get. It was a retaining wall. So uh-huh. when I tried to communicate with them... Um, the guy agreed with me, and, oh, yeah, you're right, we need to change that. And I didn't see any changes, so I called back, and I spoke to another person and mentioned the gentleman's name that I spoke to before him. He said there was no such person that works there. I said, okay, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I said, from now on, we're going to deal strictly with email correspondence because oh, good. obviously good. the doesn't work for me. So we've been going back and forth with the email correspondence, and finally I get someone to, uh, I said, listen, you know, you're asking me to pay for an outdoor deck. I'm not going to pay that bill because it's not an outdoor deck. It's a retaining wall, and that's what the product type should reflect. Right. So they claim they went back and forth with the builder, and then finally he sends me another statement saying that now it's called foundation material slash C. So I said, well, I emailed back, what is the foundational material slash C? That's not specific. I need to know exactly what that is. Well, of course, didn't respond to that, just overlooked the question altogether. And so and then I get mails about, uh, well, we've been trying to contact you and we're not getting a response. Just total lies. And so Val- Valerie, you're going to my now I know why I did my little story. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's so similar to what I went through. It's just yes, unethical it practices, right? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you're right. going through this. Yeah, so I, I'm like, I'm not going to make one single payment because this could void my warranty paying for something that says something that I don't have. So I emailed back yeah. and said, are you stating that there's no financial code for retaining wall? Is that what you're stating? Then then they didn't respond at all. So I know I could call, get involved with the Better Business Bill, and it's not that I don't want to pay for the wall. I do, but I want them to state as a retaining wall because that could have gonna everything have, to do with my warranty. Yeah, you're going to have to fall. Yeah, you, I, I agree with you with the email. Now, your case, because it wasn't a small amount of money, <laughs> you do need to follow through. And and yeah, you absolutely. are going through exact. Now, one thing you can do, and I and I and I, I kind of did this on my own, you know, with my situation. But I have helped people do this. Uh, like I actually worked with people that were endangered. Um, I can't remember the university, but anyway, they were having, you know, Ku Klux Klan people coming in, racial, and they were, you know, they had to have even bodyguards. And they did the ascension. I taught them the ascension meditation. Um, actually, one of my clients said, you know, do you have a you know, processors, what can we do metaphysically? And I thought, oh, well, this should work because it raises your vibrational frequency and gets in touch with our higher self. What I would like you to do, and I think the focus meditation on my soulplayground.life, if you go to meditation and mindfulness, you can download for free. Okay, that's an option. There, there, I think there's versions also on, on YouTube also. I don't know if you can download, but you can listen to those. So either focus meditation, alignment meditation. What I want you to do before you interact with them, and I do agree with the email, even, you know, certified letter, that kind of because I do feel you're going to have to go to this next level. I want you to first do the meditation so you're aligned. It's like, I don't know, 7, 13 minutes. So you're aligning to your higher self, so you're getting the you're getting out of, us and them, you're getting into the third way or third wave of energy, the, the, the third wave frequency through your higher self. And I do feel that you are going to be able to solve this, but you are going to have to um, follow through and follow up is what I'm hearing. Okay? Well, do you see why they're refusing to put that on there? Is there... What kind of sneaky practices is this? It, it is. I mean, no, it's unethical. You. But but that's what I was talking about at the at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is how a lot of these companies and corporations operate because they know if they put certain things down, they are responsible in a in a, a type of way. A retaining wall has much more responsibility than a fence. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes. Or a wall. So if something right. happens, if something happens and the and the language is retaining wall, there is an expectation, not only a, a mental expectation, but there is a um, legal and financial expectation as to what is that retaining wall, um, the materials that are used, how it's constructed, and that's why they don't want that responsibility. Oh, legal, wow. that fiduciary responsibility. Yeah, it's a it's a wiggle room. It it gives them wiggle room if anything would ever happen. Right, yeah. and then the last correspondence I got from them through the mail is that uh, 
if the payment is not received, we're going to proceed with remedies according to your contract. And I'm thinking, according to my contract, then if you have my contract, you know, it's a retaining wall. I mean, you mm-hmm. spoke to the builder. You then know, get that the, I, I and highlight it, circle it, circle, circle it. But I want you to tap into the higher vibe, the higher extended aspect of consciousness yes. of your being. And then you'll get some ideas of what, what to do and how to respond, who to bring in. It may even be the contract. So, all right, Valerie, I'm shooting you some <laughs> healing light and a big hug. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Katie. How are you? Hi, Katie. Doing well. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're rocking and a rolling here. <laughs> yep. What's your question? I am moving and I um I'm trying to figure out what is going on with the place I picked. The lady was like, um, she originally told I was, she originally told me it was going to be ready on the first. I'm moving to Atlanta. I have a place in Atlanta, and it has really big windows. So I picked it because it actually made like I kind of had emotional feel with the windows. Like it's it's really pretty. And so she told me it was going to be ready around the first, latest the second week. So now, the date had originally said the 17th, but she was saying it was going to be ready earlier. Now when I look on the website, some of the dates say like December and stuff, but my unit isn't up there. But they mm-hmm. haven't sent me like a like a confirmation, like, you know, welcome here, uh, here's how you get your lights on, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, here's how you get to get your insurance. I haven't gotten any of those things. So they claim they have a TCO, like they've been approved for move-ins but on certain floors. I'm just like, I got a pa- I packed already, but I got to, you know, move my stuff and stuff. I'm like, listen, I'm coming from another town. I need this to be specific, lady. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know this is available. So, yeah, so I'm just kind of dealing with that right now. <laughs> Boy, I know why, because I usually don't talk about my stuff, you know, although I – I guess I should as a podcaster review, but now I know why. So again, with you, unethical business practices here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she following basically through. Lied. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I asked. You're gonna. Ha- yeah. You're gonna have to. Yeah. The same as I would say with Valerie. It's just. Will it get worked out? Yes, but it's going to be a lot of hassle. You know, see, a lot of these companies, they realize, oh, they don't have time or they don't have this or the money or eventually they won't do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but you are going to have someone helping you, some kind of representation or there is somebody that also that is going to get involved is what I'm being shown here. Um, but, yeah, my moving date is for next week. It's for, um, I think, Friday or Saturday. That's what, it, that's what mm-hmm. they told me, but I'm like – like I'm like, give me evidence. Like, can I trust you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call, keep keep at it. You'll you'll bust through. 
Okay, but you know, um, I had something one time. Here's another. Again, this is the, mm-hmm. why I say the meditation. Doing, I had something. I was going round and round with this company, another company I'm leaving, Network Solutions. I'm going to Square. I never really wanted to be with them, and oh my God, for for websites, they're just okay. They're worth. But I thought Square is good. I think for um, Square is Square very is, good. Yeah, it's good. I like if you be, have a um, if you're outside and you have a like if you're a vendor. And you want to put the thing right on for the swiping, for for electronic payment. Well, yeah, for online, yeah, like a like a yeah, they do that. or whatever they have. Yeah. yeah, but the thing with Network Solutions, you if you get your domain name through, that's fine. It's the ba- it's the it's the back end, and the, it's based on WordPress. It, it's difficult to use. Their the mm-hmm. service is horrible. Anyway, they had deleted. They were working on my account, and I told them I mm-hmm. can't blog. I haven't been able to do my blog for like a, a year oh. now. That's why I'm changing. Yeah, because I would do the mm-hmm. numerology blog and energy heads up. So I went round and round and round and round. They were another one that charged for stuff that they shouldn't have either. I mean, it was just – and then this one guy said, I know how to fix it. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to – and I said, are you sure? I go, because just, just leave it. Just leave everything. No, no, I know how to do this. Anyway, I'm on a national or international podcast talking, being interviewed, and sending people to my website. <laughs> and it's gone. It's down. It's down. I'm like, holy what happened here? So I do the, yeah, do the interview, everything, and I, I call, and, you know, I'm firm. Uh, hey gang, what's going on here? Oh, it's down. We did this. We did that. And I said, I because I even knew. I said, I don't think you should do this. It sounds extreme. Oh no, mm-hmm. I should have known because it wasn't. A, a, it was a guy that was tech, but he was also sales. So, mm-hmm. so they they didn't want to touch it. And I'm like, look, I go. They're like, you can go in and do it. I I'm not touching it. So. It's down. It's messed up. It's like three days. I, we're, I'm going round and round with these people. And then it was a Saturday, and they closed, I think, at the tech at three or four. Let's say four. And it was a quarter to four, and I was getting ready to go meet some friends for dinner. And I got this hit, call now. And mm-hmm. I went. And I, didn't, I, and I didn't think, I don't have time. I didn't get into story. I don't have time. I'm going to dinner. I don't want to be late. I, didn't, nah, nah, nah. I just felt this presence. You could call Grace. Come over me. Mm-hmm. I called them. I got this woman. And I told her the story. And she said, oh, all you have to do. And, I, and she walked me through it. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't know. I could misinterpret you. I'm not that type of techie with the back end. And she goes, well, I know how to do it. And I go, you got to do it. She goes, I can't do it. I'm not authorized. I'm a sales, but I know what to do. And I, I, we went back and forth. And then I calmly just, I took a breath and I go, you know, you can do it. Just do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and she did her click clicks. I was on the phone with her five, three minutes, five minutes. Everything got back on. All Everything was back. And she's like, I'm so sorry you're going through I said, it's okay. I got the right person. Thank you. I so mm-hmm. appreciate it. And so that's what I'm saying with you. Get into that vibration to where you, you're in more, a, a, a better alignment out of the, the fray, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, do that. 
But it's you get a is it a good buy for I mean, I feel like I like I mean it's brand new, it looks beautiful. Um I'm sure when it's fully open it'll be even amazing. <laughs> but I I mean I but now I feel like it's the place but I'm open to other options. I think you need I really hear for all of you it's like some things I can do as a psychic channel yeah. psychic medium, but some things you guys gotta do on your own. I can lead you like about the because yeah, I, I feel you're not sure, but you're not. Yeah, you're open to other. So I, there's something there because sometimes when something's off a little bit, we mm-hmm. start questioning. Like I didn't question in that moment to make that call. I felt a peace. Uh-huh. I felt very you know sure. What, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to happen. I didn't know someone was going to fix it. I just knew call now, and that's the word I word the the words I heard in my head. Call now. So I want you to get to that place. Do the meditation. Mm-hmm. Call back next week. Let's see what happens. Okay. Because there's something okay. hanging up. Yeah, you've got a little glitch there in your situation. <laughs> okay. okay. All Thank right. You. All right, Katie. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, gang, time for our awakening dialogue. If you didn't get your questions answered, I'm here. If you have questions for a guest, uh, hang out with us. Uh, we have Linda Ross, Vega with us, and Gary Jordan. Um, let's see. We're going to talk about their book, Unlock the Power of Your Perception, Claim Your Natural Strengths, Reframe Your Weaknesses, Reshape Your Most Important Relationships. Well, we could use that right now. Natural strengths and weaknesses. I think part of it is how do we know what is our weakness? What are our weaknesses? Hey, hello, welcome. Hi, Michelle. It's Linda Ross. How are you doing? Hi, Linda. Is Gary with us joining us also or no? He was not able to this afternoon. My apologies. That's fine. No, 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 that's fine. Okay, um, just seeing because I had two two numbers. I didn't know which was which. Um, welcome. So tell, I want to definitely dive into the book, and uh, but I want to know a little bit more about you, um, what you're doing, and what the two of you, how the two of you came together also to do this book. Oh, sure. Um, so actually Gary and I have worked together for 35-plus years. Um, ah, okay. I know it's one of those great things where we we met in a work environment and it clicked, and we both had uh, really came to the same thing about trying to help people find what they do best. And the easiest mm. way to do that is to capitalize on people's natural strengths. Uh, he was coming mm-hmm. at it from a clinical psychology standpoint. I was coming at it from a business standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. We clicked and ended up uh, creating a uh, behavioral model based on perception and have been using that in coaching, and he uses it in therapy for about the last 30-plus uh, years. Um, we're really lucky. We, we get along great as friends. Um, I call him my brother from another mother. Um, our families get along. Our spouses like each other. I mean, what could be better? Oh, I love so- that. Yeah, I love that. It was meant to happen, right? Yeah, and sometimes I think working collaboratively so that you can, um, you know, share uh, each person's the strong, even if you have similar or the same skill sets, or it it could be one could be a bit stronger or more pronounced, or one may enjoy one more um, than the other, and so then coming 
coming together. Uh, one of the things, because it's interesting, this whole this podcast, we had a lot with different kinds of handling of issues, uh, conflict, hopefully moving to conflict resolution. And to me, that also directly ties into this whole idea of natural strengths and weaknesses. And I don't think this is talked about enough is, is based on your natural strength or weaknesses or what you don't do as well gives us a different not only communication style but conflict resolution style or getting some kind of negotiation or, or beneficial compromise. If you could talk a little bit about that and then within that, how do we know, you know objectively what our strengths are and our weaknesses are? Sure, sure. I'd I'd love to talk about that a little bit. So you are spot on as far as we would tell you from a theoretical standpoint that conflict resolution has everything to do about how you make meaning of the world around you and consequently what your strengths and your blind spots are. So let me talk about strengths for just a second. And we would say that um, everyone's born with natural potential to really excel at some skills and it has a lot to do with your perception so how you mm. taking information through your senses how you make meaning of that to your for yourself has everything to do with what you are naturally gifted at the potential to excel at it, it's because the things that are going to come easily for you are the things that are aligned you know congruent with how you see see the world around you and because right. of our perception and how we do that, there we say that there are six different styles, basically filters, perceptual filters that people use. But it's what's important to me may not be important to you. What fits how I see things may be different for you, right? And so when it comes into conflict resolution, it usually starts from the place where what was important to each of us might be different. And so we might be resolved. Well, we're trying to resolve different things, if that makes any sense. Um, mm. So, oh, that makes sense, and that makes sense to why there can be that loop because there's there can very often be two different, very different, not only priorities. They give a different perception, and exactly, folks. I never looked at it that way. Yeah, no wonder. That's exactly it. You know, so so think about, you know, we're all used to watching TV and watching, you know, some crime show or whatever, and there's always that classic scene of seven people saw the accident and no two people saw it the same way. And, you know, one person says the people involved were driving this kind of car and the other one says, oh, no, they had, you know, they had on blue jeans. Or I mean, people see different things because – that's what their attention is drawn to, and that's the things that are important to them in their lives. And so a lot of times when conflict starts, it has to do with we're looking at different aspects of the same thing. And the other person isn't necessarily trying to be a twit or obstinate. They literally are not seeing the same thing you're seeing. So one of the things that happens there is with conflict, a really easy way to get to the the beginning point of resolution is to sort of stop for a second and say, would you share with me how you're seeing this? Would you share with me what's important to you on this? And that you can see, you'll find almost immediate disconnects. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ah, we're both valuing something that's a little bit different here. Okay, now we can find a way to talk about it. 
And so it makes it makes conflict resolution a lot easier. But to your point, we all have different skills with that. Some people are naturally skilled at negotiations. Other are natural problem solvers that just intuitively know the right answer. <laughs> it just happens for them. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's understanding that those differences are all valid and all real. And when you when you know that, you're aware of what is most comfortable for you and you're aware that there are some different ways of doing it, sort of takes the personal sting out of disconnects and allows you to explore it to find common ground. Mm. Now, how does, or some ideas of moving, because a lot of, I feel, what blocks our perception is our projection. We're projecting on whether it's our own values or what the other person is doing or trying to do, we're all up in that. So what are some ways that people could move from that projection into a clear perception of what is happening, what is actually happening? So um, it's true that we all believe that the way we see the world is the right way. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, okay, that's how, a good way to look at it. And I agree know, with how, that. <laughs> exactly. How incongruent would it be if you thought your way was the wrong way, right? <laughs> right, right. And so it's, it's, it's coming from the vantage point that we do project because we assume that the things we see easily are easy because they're easy for everybody and there isn't anything farther from the truth. They're easy for you because of your perception. The other person has a totally different set of strengths. So the first thing is to recognize that you probably aren't seeing it the same way and to take a moment to try and um, just listen to what the other person is seeing and, and sort of hold back on the projection. Now, is this easy to do all the time? Heck no. I mean, no, geez, we all, really. it's like I see you suffering and if you would just do this, you would be done suffering. Um, right. it, it's hard to hold back on those, right? Um, and so that's where, you know, learning skills like, like uh, influencing conversation rather than directive conversation and things like that can help. But it really has a lot to do with, um, of course, I think the way I'm seeing it's right, um, but it's understanding that that other perspective, that other perception isn't wrong. It's also valid. You know, in quantum theory, um, if, whether you're interested or not, or just, or just really like sci-fi shows or anything like that. But there's I love quantum a lot theory. Of cross- love quantum theory. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's the, whole, there's the whole thought of objective reality versus subjective reality. So in essence, the world, let's say the world is all objective reality, but we don't have access to all of that. You know, mm-hmm. animals see things differently than we do. Other people see things differently. So we have a subjective reality. We have our, our slice of the pie that we see that's meaningful for us, that's our truth that is congruent with how we value things, et cetera. And it's re- recognizing that objective reality is not anything we can necessarily tap into. Um, that there's, a, there's a one research set that says, well, the minute you start looking at objective reality, it becomes subjective because you're looking at it. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things so, that it's a an way observer of principle, advantage. right? Yes, Exactly. It's a way of taking advantage of the the foundation of community that is very integral to being a human being. We thrive in community because 
we have differing skills and we can rely on and support each other differently. So if we all did the exact same thing or we saw everything the same way, it would be just a super boring world. And we would not get a lot of things done because the the concept of it takes a village or ideas with two or three people together are stronger and cover more areas than those that are done in isolation, right? So it's, I think uh, when we talk about strengths, we care the most that people are self-aware and that they value their own strengths. I mean, actually value them and own them. I call it standing in your strengths, being confident in who you are and what you bring to the table, right? And once you're comfortable with that and you, you have, you know, you know, you recognize that self-love is an okay thing, it is so much easier to see strengths in other people and not feel the need to compete with it. But to say, wow, that's theirs, isn't that cool? I could, I could like tap into that sometime and maybe they would help me with this. Because the reality is, is none of us can do everything. Um, and isn't that a relief? <laughs> we don't have to do everything. So yes. how wonderful is that? Let's just, you know, take that half empty glass and turn it half full. I, there's, there's some things that will always be a challenge for me because it's not congruent with how I see the world. And that's great. I don't need to go master that. So mm-hmm. if you first decide, you know, first pay attention to what you do well, it kind of puts those things that we worry about and that we chase as weaknesses into perspective as to do I really need to chase this? Is it something I need mm-hmm. to learn to do adequately well? Is it something I need to master? Is it something I can, you know, forget? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it's that thing with strength, strengths first. And you, you asked a really good question, which is how do you go about finding your strengths? And I would tell you yeah. that, well, you could, use, you could use our assessment, and that's very handy. But, you know, you don't have to do that. You can do it on your own. Um, pick two or three people that you trust and like and ask them to tell you each two or three things that they admire about you, that you do well. And you'll be surprised that, some of the things that they'll mention, you'll go, well, yeah, I know that I do that, but it's no big deal. Well, mm-hmm. it is a big deal because they noticed it about you, right? So you're providing and doing something that they value and recognize. And that's a way of recognizing some of your own strengths and then being consciously aware of when you do those things and when there's opportunities for you to do those things and to do them more consciously and on purpose. Mm-hmm. Linda, i got to tell you, I love that because I, um, whenever I'm doing, and actually I, I kind of have a list doing, you know, being interviewed or doing a podcast or someone says, write something about yourself. I always ask my clients, <laughs> I don't know what I do. I'm in it. So I don't know what yes, you think of that, exactly. but I'll say, what do I actually do or what do I do for you or what do you think I should write here or what, what do you think my gifts are or how am I helping you? And they'll come up with it, and I'll just put it together. I give it to my assistant and go make it that into um, – because I, I do feel that and think in, in many ways, at least with me, I don't know if this is a, something common with a lot of people. I mean, I think I, some people are very good at assessing that. But I find for me I'm so in what I'm doing. You know, I know my training. I know what I've studied. I know my skill set. But what am I actually doing? You know, what am I doing? 
<laughs> you know, what is how is this impacting you? So I feel that's a really, really um, – it's helped me a lot to kind of be object more, uh, step back and, and even hone what I'm doing. Because if exactly. I hear from – right? If I hear the same thing for five or, from five or six people, then I'm like – and it's something I love doing, then I'm like, oh, wow, this is the one. This is it. This is the, exactly. you know, the gift. Yes. Yes, it's it so exactly you, it. Yeah, so do you find most people kind of have a little, I don't know, trouble or issue or a little pause there of identifying either what they're actually doing that is supportive or helpful or unique or is their gift? Yeah. And, and that's why they <laughs> ask you? That is, that is literally almost a universal problem, and it's just oh, it's fascinating. Really? It's fascinating oh. because, again, the things that come easily for us, we take for granted. And then in psychology, I think Freud call, uh, coined the term um, the, uh, what is it called, the narcissism, narcissism of, or, of the small difference. But it's the concept mm. that we take for granted what we do, and then we see something that someone else does, and we don't do it. And then we think, well, we probably need to do more of that, you know, to become more well-rounded or the, yeah. the way our the way our grading systems work in school, we don't ever say, "Oh my gosh, Linda Roth is brilliant at math. She should do more of that." And she's kind of, you know, really dragging along in choir. So why don't we just drop that? No, 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 no. We do right. the opposite. We say, "Well, you're good in math, so you can drop that for now." And we really need to focus on on you doing more choir. Um, yeah. So it's kind oh of drilled God. into us. To, to look for things where we're weak as opposed to rely on things where we're strong. And so it's really only a, I mean, it, I know this sounds simplistic, but it is honestly just a mental awareness shift. Uh, think first mm. about what you're doing well and think second about what you think you need to fix and then decide whether that really needs to happen or not. Um, you know, we get so much input from the world, you know, job reviews, media magazines, you know, you're not cute enough, tall enough, slim enough, mm-hmm. whatever enough. We're, we're, none of us are ever enough. If we, if we stack it up against these ge- general sort of generic arbitrary measuring things that we seem to use in society to value ourselves. And so it's like step back from that stuff and understand what it is that you do well. Um, when people shift that mindset, it's amazing the doors that will open. It's amazing the confidence that comes back, just a sense of um, peace and capability uh, mm-hmm. that will settle in. Now, are there still struggles? You betcha. Are there still people that you, no matter how try, hard you try to be understanding and listen, you still can't figure out what the heck they're saying? Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> you know, the, those differences are real. But it it provides an incredibly solid foundation to travel through life with. I absolutely love it. And I love that you said it's a mental awareness shift to focus more on what you do well and start finding out what that is and reinforce, you know, well, integrate that more and reinforce that, highlight that more. I, I, just you saying that, I just felt like a, like a, like a lightening up, like kind of fun. And oh, that's you're great. right. 
Yes. I mean, what a way. I think listeners, if everyone would do that, uh, those listening now then in the archives, um, I think it would set the, you know, gosh, it just shifts emotionally. It's just a better tone. Because we are looking at what I what we don't do or what we can't do or yeah. what we don't do well enough or why somebody else does that, something, um, but we're not doing that. And you know one exactly. thing, too, Linda, that I've found that, that I think is so funny, um, like, a, like a quizzical kind of odd, it's a, is that a lot of times um, what <laughs> – we don't even want to do it or like it, you know. Yeah. I, I, I right. I remember years and years ago, I modeled, and the next thing, you know, I did some acting. And the next phase, they always groom you for um, acting, you know. And I did a few things, right. but reading script. I had friends of, oh God, they'd get the script, and oh my God, I get to be this, and they were all into it. Oh my God, they were just like. And my age is, oh, you got to do this. you got to take that class. You know, oh, you're, oh and, you, and everybody, oh, my God, you make so much money. And, you know, I came up with, like, Halle Berry. And she, she made a decision. I'm going to do whatever makes the most money. And that's acting. And she went. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I better like this. How am I going to do this? I didn't like it. I had no dr- Now, sitting here chatting with you and learning and <laughs> just being myself, that I loved. And I stepped exactly. back one day and I went, Everyone's trying to put, not everyone, but a lot of people are pushing me in this direction, and I don't find great joy in pretending to be someone else and wearing a different outfit, a costume. I don't even like dressing up for Halloween. And learning lines. I'm not the thespian, you know, on the stage going, oh, let me interpret Shakespeare's lines. And I just love that. I love reading it, or like hearing it. I love, you know, admiring it or connecting to it but not the one doing it and i found over the years whether it's definitely with myself but a lot of times i would talk to people and what they thought they were supposed to quote unquote do or be doing wasn't even really what they wanted to do it's like what you said earlier it's like what seemed to be the the trending thing or it thing or the or the or the way to success and yet as you and i are talking about this that perspective, perception is so predominant in our society. To like you were talking about with the choir, like you love the math, but now mm-hmm. now you're pushed to go for the choir. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think it's it's almost a profound truth with a small T, because I think there are many many truths in the world. But here's the thing: if you using what we we have what we call perceptual style theory, and I'm only going to mention that just just so I can give you a little context. When we say, okay, there's six perceptual styles. Each of these styles have all sorts of natural skills and potential and whatever, oh my. So just the, and the world, the studies show that equal across gender, uh, culture, ethnicity, so we're good. So let's just say there's six. So okay. you start out as a child with parents. And there's an 80% chance that your parents have different perceptual styles than you do. What does that mean? Oh. Well, when you have stylistic differences, it's not so much the what needs to be done, but the how can be extremely different. Okay, so you can agree on a what, but they want you to do it, you know, their way because they're teaching you 
to, you know, hopefully uh, prepare you to be a, a functioning and happy adult in the world. And so you may grow up with some of your natural potential and strengths uh, downplayed while you yeah. learn to do it the way your oh parents my gosh. want or yeah. a school teacher wants it or, you know, other influential adults in your life. And then you, you, you become an adult and you get a job and you find yourself doing things not your way but the way your boss wants it done. Right. So we call these things the difference between natural skills and acquired skills. And so natural, it, it's in tune and aligned with who you are. Um, they're easier for you to learn. And when you're doing natural skills, the joy is in the doing. Like you were talking about yeah. chatting like this, there's joy in it for you. Okay? Yeah, exactly. With acquired skills, we can learn to be real darn good at acquired skills. You can even master them if you really, really work hard. But the point is, is that you will always pay a price because you have to give extra focus. You, you know, it requires more energy for you. You will learn them to a level of whatever is, you know, appropriate or what you judge to be appropriate. And, but the joy with acquired skills is when you're done. It's when you, the feeling of accomplishment that you made it happen or that you pulled it off or that you, you got, it's, it's the stuff we procrastinate on, Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you build your life on acquired strengths, because those are the ones that were promoted to you by the important people in your life, then it's even harder to peel that back and say, wait a second, what, what do I naturally do well? Because all this stuff feels like work. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God, but that's so, what we're pushed towards. So how do we do is. a pattern interrupt on this? I mean, because you're this is not something that is – and having also I've worked in the school system, um, th- this is not something that's going away. Any, I mean, there's on the fringes no. or edges, there's an awareness, but it's not something that's going anywhere anytime soon. So first of all, does your, okay, just a little hack, a little life hack or pattern interrupt for that, but also does your book go into this? It does, it does. So what the book does is the book the book tells you about you know, the fundamentals of the theory about why perception is important, how it's related to your natural strengths. Um, it describes the six styles, so you, you can either take an assessment or just, you know, sort of pinpoint yourself. A lot of people do a little bit of both. There's, uh, there's um, actual action guides for each style that you can delve into it more. But anyway, it gives you the concept. It helps you see the differences in other people and put that in perspective for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it covers all of those things in the book. Um, And I I would say that the most important life hack I have is, is that thing of starting with looking at what you do well and giving yourself Mm -hmm. the opportunity to do it more often. Now with you, with your experience in the school system, you're, you know, I'm sure you have uh, talked about the the four, what do they call it, the four steps, the four levels of of learning anything. So there's unconscious incompetence, Mm -hmm. uh, no, uh, conscious, no, sorry, yeah, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and then unconscious competence. So basically you don't know what you don't know. Then you Mm -hmm. recognize that you don't know how to do it. Then you learn to do it, but you're thinking about it while you're doing it. 
And then you hopefully get to the point where it's sort of like a muscle memory or a mental muscle memory where you just do it naturally and it flows out of you, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is when we're learning our natural skills, we first have to be aware of them, right? Yeah. So that we can exactly. look for opportunities to use them. And then the more we use them, the richer they grow, the more depth they get. And this sort of relates to one other thing I heard you say a little earlier is that sometimes you don't, we, we don't realize what we're doing, and that's because it's flowing naturally out of us. And so mm-hmm. we've mastered it to a depth. And then when someone says, can you tell me exactly how you do that, it takes a minute, and sometimes more than a minute, to go back mm-hmm. and remember what it was like to not know how. To not know and how, to not know it, Yeah. Yeah, and what the steps were that you went through in order for it to become an in a, you know integrated part of who you are. Mm. It sounds like also that that other reflection really helps in this kind oh, of. I mean, the self reflection, yeah, but the other reflection, it's by what you're sharing sounds like because some of this is hard to get by just self-reflection alone. Um, and I guess that's that part of that you were saying earlier about, you know, needing people. And I'm, I'm thinking even growing up, because by what that feedback loop is that we have, um, you know, the behavior that's modeled back to us, you know, in response right. to whatever we do, that, lo- that, that loop, we're, we're constantly, you know, we're subconscious, we're looking for that, we're looking for that loop. Um, yeah. So that, um, yeah. what would, let me ask you this, what would be one way, like, as people, um, let's just say finding a better way of communicating, let's say they're, they're, they're listening to you now, and you've given us some, some gems for sure, some great insights, um, and let's say whether they read the book or they, they get the book, they, they, they really kind of get a handle on, on their, their, um, perception style Mm -hmm. is it helpful to discuss that whether it's friends intimate partnerships i don't know if collegial i mean maybe collaborative collegial is easier i don't know with the hierarchy of boss supervisor but maybe with certain bosses supervisor that's possible is that necessary to kind of if you're looking at the perception styles to have that conversation with someone um I in, think in it's your a, life? I think it's extremely helpful. Yes, it's extremely helpful. Okay. But think about it. You know, so so I percept understanding perceptual style is a great tool for your own self awareness. And I always say okay. start there first because when mm-hmm. something is meaningful for you, then it sort of opens the door to seeing how it applies to other people. When you try and start by looking at other people, there's all this comparing contrast stuff that can get in the way and muddy the water, right? So right. starting there, but then having someone else to chat with because it's like, oh, my gosh, did you notice this about me? Well, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Well, I've noticed that you don't do that, right? So uh, my husband mm-hmm. and I do this all the time, you know, because we have two different styles and we have some 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 uh, disagreements after 
almost 40 years of marriage that just look at each other and go, oh, one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some things the that are just going to come up that you just have to let be like, oh, it, that's one of those things, and that's how you do exactly. it. That's how I do it, right? It's your, turn, it's your turn to do it your way. That's good. Um, yeah. But it helps, it helps the practical application. It helps the validation of, of what you do and that it's not wrong and that there's two different ways of approaching things and both of them will work. So if we can agree on the what, then we, we, you know, that's, that's 90% of the disconnect. If we agree on what, then it's just a matter of, okay, so is it the sword to fight on right now? I mean, to fall on that, that we have to do it exactly my way or can we make the what happen with a little bit of something for both of us? So yeah. it's very helpful to do that. It's it's very helpful to find people, uh, you know, confidants, coworkers, family members that are willing to just sort of explore ideas mm-hmm. and think about it and say, you know, I really like this, and the other person will say, I I really don't. I'm so glad you do. Um, mm-hmm. And the other hack I'd give for this communication, because I think the real goal is in using a tool like ours is in uh, the the freedom and power it gives you with your relationship so that you're connecting on purpose, right, that, that, mm-hmm. that you are listening. And one of the things that's fascinating is that we all have, because of how we see the world, we all have sort of a default way that we present information the way we talk, you know, whether we're a natural storyteller, whether we're a natural bullet point teller, whether we, you know, provide information in in bite-sized pieces, step-by-step, linearly. Those things differ from person to person. And when you know how you naturally do it, the other thing that's interesting is that you listen for that when you're listening to other person. So if I'm a bottom-line person where I talk about bottom-line and don't do a lot of context naturally without being asked, then when I'm listening to somebody else, I'm listening for the bottom line. And if they're giving me a bunch of context, I'm probably tuning them out. And I don't realize I'm missing the message that they're trying to tell me. Uh So it's knowing that if you're not hearing what you think you need to hear, it's you know, try using, you know, nice questions like, well, would you mind backing up for a second? I could use a little more context here. Or, mm-hmm. is, you know, <laughs> as I tell my husband sometimes, is there a point to this story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll know to stay, I'll know to stay tuned, Jen. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's interesting, too, because I, another way kind of tapping into this, although your yours is a, in, in in some levels, I feel it, it can be a little more um, um, maybe in depth to some degree. But as an astrologer, looking at Mercury, which rules the mind and communication, and then also the the Moon, which is emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll give an example. I have a, a dear friend, but she but her Mercury and um, is in um, Aquarius, which is air sign. It's very matter of fact, like you were saying, the fact, you know, kind of not fully, just keep mm-hmm. to the fact, and doesn't hold on, not very sentimental. Right. And mine, Moon, is in, or sentimental, and sometimes, oh, you just get rid of edges, and I'm, I'll, I'll say, I, Taurus rules 
possessing and attachment. I like things. <laughs> I, I like the things that I like. I like to keep and I like to keep in good order. But I find it very it's it's very helpful i think any and all tools that we have to assess where somebody else is coming from and how that's coming um because i'm always i i would say sometimes i don't know if i'd say surprised but it is usually so on point when you understand however you're looking what lens you're using it's like, well, of course you would respond this way, or this is the way you communicate. This is this is the way you see things and, and navigate. And I think it's so important, and I, I wish there was more of this in, I mean, some private schools they have this, but in the educational system, especially with children, um, because there's so much of, like you said earlier, like with parents, well, it's also with teachers, that they have a different, not only perception, but um, system, or style, yeah. but also representational system. Unfortunately, a lot of times they either dissuade or denounce the other styles or systems because they're so in theirs. And exactly. I think in this right where we're starting to connect, collaborate more. There's much more creative collaborations. People working more together. We really need a handbook of how to do this besides I understand how you feel. You know what I mean? Because at some point yes, that doesn't yes. work hold, anymore. <laughs> no, let me hold space, but I have to do something with yes. that space while I'm holding it, right? Exactly. So, uh, That's exactly. I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more, Michelle. I think, you know, human beings, we are, we are intentionally complex creatures. We were created that way, right? We need community, and yet community is incredibly challenging for us because yeah. we're alone in our own heads a lot, and that's why we 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 have tools. And I say whatever tool you use, you know, I mean, hopefully use one like, you know, astrology's got a lot, a lot of history behind it. There's been a lot of mm-hmm. research. Um, I know people who use the Enneagram. I mean, there's... There's yeah, other things out too. there, you know. There's, the there's our tools. I say yeah. whatever tool. Now, what's interesting is that when you spend a little time looking at these things, they all measure something slightly different, but their purpose is to help provide guidance on how to navigate the roads of life yeah. and getting along with other people and being able to bring our gifts to the world and to basically have as happy a life as possible now the 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 i do a caveat here about you know life doesn't happen without hardship but you know for happiness you have to have sorrow Mm -hmm. you know for for joy there's sadness Mm -hmm. i mean that's another part of the complexity of being human right so it's not like you're going to be happy every day of your life but what things help ground you what things help give you insight that you can use to rely on when you don't understand why something isn't working or when you're searching for what the next step should be. So I, I believe whatever tools you can find and the more you can have awareness of yourself and the, the viable and positive differences of others, the more you can find real connection with people and that mm-hmm. you can find that, that I'm okay, I'm enough. 
feelings that we all desperately need in order to be able to live our daily lives. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I like to blend a lot. I have found that that's been the best um, because, like you said, and I always say that too, we're very com- – we're, we're not complicated people, really. We're not. I always say, hate that when people put it's about – it's complicated. No, it's not complicated. You might be complex, but – you know, it's, the basic needs I are agree there, with you. But, right? Right? It's not that relation is not complicated. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, it, yeah, and there's, a, there's a huge difference between complex yes. and complicated. So complex is understanding that there are a bazillion. Well, that's over exaggeration, but you know, there's a there are a lot of factors that go into any given conversation. Yeah, how you were feeling exactly. that day, what the topic is, you know, what you're wearing, the how, you know, your mood based on the weather. I mean, goodness gracious, there, there are many, a lot, complex factors, but it's not complicated to say, you know, there's a lot going on here. Let me just let mm-hmm. me just think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. I love this what you're sharing. I just think it's so. Um, we we need roadmaps. We need new roadmaps because it's. You know, we learn to some degree, I think we integrate systems. We all need that, you know, a hack, an algorithm, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It, it. We need that, unless we're going to sit and study everything, you know, take the 20 years. Um, and even then you're going to have to distill it. Um, and exactly. I just find right now we need that roadmap of how do we, what do we do in that space Um it objectively, like how do I process yeah. what's going on with me but also someone else? And I think what you said about the perception, style, because that can so change everything. Um, yeah. I never even thought of it like that. When you were explaining that, I'm like, yeah, you could so totally miss the mark. You know, especially in this day and age where people, you know, we've always been busy, but it's a different type of busy now where people, yeah, I think if you don't have these tools – you just check off. It's too difficult. I don't know how to do uh, next, you know, or you burn bridges. I, I've seen a lot of people do that, um, whether it's, you know, in personal relationships or business relationships. I've had that even as a therapist, and I've been like, okay, you know, oh, I'm just leaving. They don't understand. And I go, well, did you actually talk or see? No, I can just tell. They're not appreciating right. me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, do you have another position lined up? No, I'll find one. I'm like, okay, just like you said earlier, ask the question. But I think if people already have the style, it sounds like what you're saying, that's like a, that's already a lead. It's like a a quick reference tool. Yes. Exactly. It's like a quick reference tool because this is how perception works. We take in raw data through our senses, right? So hearing, you know, sight, hearing, taste, touch, smell. Um, And if you have... You know, all of your senses are present. Research says 75% of that comes visually, 20% through hearing, and then taste, touch, and smell round out the other five. And the point being is that that's all raw data. And if our brains didn't Mm -hmm. have a filter like perceptual style to sort out what's important for us and not, we would be in constant overwhelm. So we take in the information, our brains filter it with our, or you know, innate biases or, or perceptual style, we call it perceptual style, and it says, okay, this is meaning, this is what I'm going to pay attention to right now, but then our, this is fascinating, we do one extra step, 
And that mm-hmm. our brains say life experience, they, it pulls in life experience validation. It checks memory. Was this true mm-hmm. for me before? Is this brand new and there's mm-hmm. an empty spot? I don't know anything about it. Is this, is this, you know, do I have an opinion already about this so I don't need to go any farther? So it's that life experience. And here's the thing. We can share. You and I could share the same perceptual style, no problem. One-sixth of the world is like we are. But mm-hmm. you cannot distill someone's life experience. Mm-hmm. Mine's unique. Yours is unique. You know, so that's yeah. what makes us unique. So these, these tools like style or astrology, et cetera, help us find the commonalities that we mm-hmm. share so that we can have perspective about the impact of life experience. Mm-hmm. And it, it changes so it's really it about the commonality. Right. You did it. Yeah, exactly. Right. What do we Not share? You be, like, you be like me or see it like me, but finding that commonality. Right. What what do we share, and then and then where's the difference, right? And Mm -hmm. and when it, I don't know. There's something about life experience. When you're sitting and chatting with someone, and you go, "Oh, it's interesting. You've had that experience because you know I have not had good luck with that at all." Here's what's Mm -hmm. happened to me, and they go, "Oh, I've never heard of that happening. I've always done it this way." It's like, okay, so both of our experiences are valid. Does that make one of us right or wrong? Maybe we learned something from each other, but, you know. Linda, this is exciting. (laughs) I love what you're doing. This is exciting. I love it. Uh, Just for me, that whole thing, just it's a mental awareness shift. What do you you do well? That's that's changing my world right now as we speak. I love that. I'm going to focus a bit more on that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Let us, uh, our listeners know how they can reach you, connect with you, anything you have going on, and uh, where your book is available. I'm sure Amazon and all the usuals. Yep, it is, uh, all the usuals. So it's called Unlock the Power of Your Perception. Um, and they're also on Amazon and also the action guides. So there's one for each style. Uh, that goes into a lot more depth and detail about that style's natural strengths. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us and more about the theory and everything at our coaching site. It's called yourtalentadvantage.com. And there's mm. all sorts of stuff and freebie stuff. There's a free assessment. There's a paid assessment. There's, you know, you can have fun. You you can just go through it and find out all sorts of stuff and, and just do it all on your own, you know, self-study. Uh, I would say our mission in life is to help people find the tools that work for them and to help people feel grounded in who they are so that they can live yeah. their best life. I love this. I mean, because to me this is the soul, the uniqueness. That, it's all that you're emphasizing exactly. instead of the, you know, egoic or, you know, false personality. 100%. I agree with you 100%. Right? It's like, who are you really, you know? And yeah, who's focus the core of who you are? And yeah. Into that yeah. Core and finding more joy in the doing of life instead yeah. of Oof. relief over being done with things. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah, so timely as well. Thanks for sharing with us and spending time with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for what you're doing as well. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I really enjoyed our conversation. I really appreciate it. Me as well. Thank you. Take care. You're welcome. You too. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, gang, did you take some notes? I did. All it is is a mental awareness shift, focusing on what you do well. Soul the soul. This is a good, a good tool here. This book is for awakening, that's for sure. Thank you all for being here uh, and co-creating this with me. I appreciate all of you that show up, uh, that you called in, that you were in the chat. I appreciate those of you that are listening uh, later to the replays as well. All right, gang, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?